This is the Family Culture Project, episode 52, The Connection Between Peace in Your Home and Heart, with guest Vanessa Hunt. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you to live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you are meant to be. know that when we have a foundation of peace and order in our home, we can handle the ups and downs of life and our busy schedules. Not only that, but our environment can improve our workflow, boost our mood and creativity, and promote connection with family and friends. So once again on the podcast, we are talking about the connection between our home and our family culture. This week's guest has a resource called Six Steps to a Peaceful Home, and surprisingly, it is focused on tidiness. So what are your thoughts on tidiness and how it relates to our home and our culture? To me, it symbolizes peace. If you've come home and the house is, say, or just you start off in the mudroom, the mudroom's a disaster, you go to the rest of the house and that's a disaster, you're triggering in your mind, wow, this is a disaster, wow, I need to clean it up, or wow, this needs to be tidied up, and you have that immediately thought, a thought of, wow, I'm, I'm coming home, it's great to see everybody, but that starts to hit you, and it starts to take you kind of off, off where you really kind of anticipated to be when you got home. And, it, and it's not only just the effect on, on me, say, when I get home from work, you know, I don't expect it to be the Lever to Beaver house, per se, but, but the tidiness does translate into peacefulness f- for me mm-hmm. and comfort You know, one thing that I want for our home is it to be a place of refuge and a place of rest, especially from the outside world. So if I'm having a rough day um, at work or the kids are having a rough day at school, or even if we've had a wonderfully pleasant day with family members or, you know, touring around our own city and having fun with one another, and we come home at the end of a day, I think the last thing we want to do is walk into a place of unrest and a place where there still needs to be something done at the end of the day before we can go to bed, or there's still things that haven't been cleaned up or things that aren't in their place. And we can't create that safe haven for ourselves when we have unfinished business all the time in every room of our house. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the areas of the house that you like to typically keep clean? Like if you had to pick one or two, what would it be? So I would say the two most important areas for me are, one, our mudroom. Sometimes you come home and there's, you know, 15 pairs of shoes on the floor where it would be nice to just see one pair (laughs) or none. Um, And then the second space is really the kitchen and uh, extended to the family room. That area... Um, given that it's all open to each other, it's important to keep tidy because a disaster in one part just infects the whole the whole space. And I think we do a great job at keeping that pretty tidy. But you know, the times that it gets out of control or it is out of control, you feel it, and it's just a, it's a, it's a for me it's more of an unsettled, less chance to relax type feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't always get this right when it comes to my office. My office is a place that I can see a connection between my efficiency, how I work and how I feel and approach the work that I do when my area is tidy. Um, One of the things that I'm starting to do now is to put clean off my desk at the end of the day to put away the things that I'm done with. Because if I wake up, I walk into my office and there's things everywhere, I've got to start sorting out like 
what needs to be done, what's important, what's not important, what do I have? Like it can, it takes up time and it doesn't make me feel good about my workspace. Yeah, totally a distraction. I, you know, from that perspective, which of course, if you want to be productive, you don't really mm-hmm. want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. And you know, we get pushback on our from our kids about making their beds. Because the thought is, well, I'm just going to jump back in it anyways. But I have to tell you, like when I make my bed, I can breathe a breath of fresh air because if I just do that one thing, it doesn't matter almost what else is going on in the room. It makes me feel like, okay, I'm ready to start the day. And then when I come in at night, okay, this is a place of peace. And so we work with the kids to help them understand that as well. No, for me, that's, um, I'll give you a big amen on that one. That's a critical importance for me. You know, growing up, one of the things in my house was that there was always stuff on our dining room table. Papers, unopened mails, bills. And if we were wanting to use that space, we actually had to go through this frustrating process of clearing it off. And if we didn't have time, the all the stuff that was on the table turned into piles in the corner of the dining room. It was because we didn't eat there every night. We had a kitchen table. And I just remember that and bringing that memory and that experience into my own family has caused me to be very mindful of surfaces and not wanting to crowd them. And where I've really applied this is we renovated our basement when we first moved into the house and we created a craft room down there. And I wanted the basement to be a place where they could do crafts, do their homework, play a game. But if every time they went down to the basement, they had to clear away the clutter which is really just the stuff we bring down to the basement that we don't feel like putting in its proper place. And we think we'll just put it there until later, until we get to it. Um, if they had to clear that table off every time they wanted to do a craft, they wouldn't, use it. They, wouldn't they wouldn't do a craft and they wouldn't, they use, wouldn't it. use it. And, and a basement is a perfect example of a place that, you know, maybe our guests don't see, but guess what? It would be a shame for us to have spent all that money on a basement that doesn't get used simply because we're too lazy to put things where they belong. We've done a lot to, go to the container store (laughs) and figure out ways to actually store these things, Mm -hmm. even if you can't get to them right away. So they don't actually have to lay out. They don't actually have to pile up. What can you do with the space that you have to create some creative solutions so that you can remove the clutter? Yeah. And that, and that goes to systems too. Like what is your system for how you do deal with the things that come into your home so that they don't become a burden? Because when they can become a burden, they're things that you think about, they're things you dread. And that's really not the environment that you want when it comes to taking care of your home. Um, so as you listen to this episode, I want you to keep in mind that this episode is not about how to keep a clean house. It is not about having the perfect house. And we tell you this all the time. It's not about perfect, it's about purpose. And so how are you gonna use the spaces in your home? And what do you need to do to take care of them in order to use them in the way that you wanna use them? And so Vanessa does a really great job of talking about how we can extend grace to ourselves, that we don't need to be perfect, but also how can we simplify the process of choosing what needs to be kept tidy and also how we can gain momentum in this area. Do you want to know what your loved ones really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet to help you connect with one another and get honest feedback on how you are doing as a family. It's like a 360 peer review, but for families. It takes the guesswork out of planning because it includes everything you need to host your own family's retreat, such as a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions. Go to www.thefamilycultureproject.com and for only $4.99, you can download the Family Retreat Packet and host your own family retreat. Be sure to type in the, T-H-E, familycultureproject.com forward slash shop to get your copy. Today, I'm talking with Vanessa Hunt. 
Vanessa is the author of the lifestyle website At the Picket Fence, where she hopes women of all ages and stages will feel folded into a community. She is also the co-author of the book Life in Season, Celebrate the Moments that Fill Your Heart and Your Home. Vanessa writes and creates from her home in Willamette Valley, Oregon, which she shares with her husband and their two children. She believes that there is an intricate connection between our hearts and our homes, and she's passionate about helping you discover how to have peace in both. Vanessa has been featured in Better Homes and Gardens, Good Housekeeping, Country Living, and other publications, and she is in conferences across the country. So hello, Vanessa. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. I'm so thrilled to be here with you. Um, so we met through Hope Writers, which is a writer's group that I'm in and you're in. Um, and so I just love how the online world can connect us with people that are doing some stuff we love. Um, Absolutely. So yay, Hope Writers. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to tell us about having peace in your home and peace in your heart and how that's connected because... I, I love this topic because my background is interior design and okay. so much about what I've learned was about how much your environment impacts you and your life and your experience. And so as we talk about family and culture and what we're building in our own home, I would love for you to talk about that connection. Sure. So I am like you. I believe that our environment and um, how we feel inside are very much intertwined mm -hmm. and um, it's an intricate connection, I think. And so I believe that if our hearts are chaotic, our homes are chaotic. And if our homes are chaotic, our hearts are chaotic. Mm -hmm. I just really believe that that's all um, very much connected. And sometimes I think we ignore one area over the other. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it has to be that way. I think we can have peace in both areas. Um, and I think we have to address them individually mm -hmm. in order to find that peace. And there's just a lot of overlap. And frankly, you can have all the organizational tools and cubbies and storage systems in the world. But if you are not at peace in your heart, um, and in your relationships, um, then you are not going to be able to have that be sustained in your home as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. So now you're talking about your home being tidy, not being perfect, not being a showpiece, correct? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. This is not about perfection. This is not about, um, decor necessarily. Although I do believe that decor um, plays a part in having a peaceful home. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's not necessarily about um, systems and I don't have like a cleaning schedule that I'm on. Yeah. This is not about that. This is more about how do we maintain peace in our home, even when life is crazy because life is crazy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we choose an area of our house that we're going to start keeping tidy, that we're going to start making some changes in, um, how do we, how do we choose those areas? So I like to say, choose the areas that you spend the most time in and also the areas that you see first thing when you walk through the door mm -hmm. every day, because I just truly believe that when we come into our homes, the things that we see right away mm -hmm. are either going to make or break our mood really. So 
for me in my home, I walk in from the garage into my laundry room, down a hall, and I see my family room, my like breakfast nook, and my kitchen first thing. Mm-hmm. And so those are also the most used areas in our home. In our home, and so I really focus my energy on keeping those areas tidy and peaceful, um, and that means doing simple things. Uh, that may mean before I leave the house. So I have this thing I do where I try to see. How much can I get done in the time it takes to reheat my coffee in the microwave? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that. So, because I'm like most mamas, I am like constantly reheating my coffee in the morning because to sit down and drink a full cup of coffee while it's hot is just like doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. So, I like to think, okay, what can I do in that minute that I'm reheating my coffee? So, what I can do is I can take dishes that are on the counter and put them in the sink. They might not make it actually into the dishwasher but at least they're out of sight. So when I walk back into the house and I see my kitchen and I see the countertops, I don't, I'm not seeing those dishes right away. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like most people, my kids take the, the um, pillows, the decorative pillows off the couch and they toss them all over the floor when we're watching shows and stuff. So I put those back on the couch really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really like just little simple quick things that I can do so that when I leave my house and I come back in, I feel peaceful when I'm walking back through that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, um, we have a mudroom, which we just mm-hmm. actually created in our most recent renovation. And um, it's so nice to walk into that room when it's tidy. So what we've been in the practice of doing is before my husband comes home, I kind of like say, hey kids, can we just like pick up in there? Because I know that makes an impact when it's the first place you see and it is a mess and it's a disaster. I mean, there are times when he comes home from work and there's nine backpacks and like you know, nine pairs of shoes <laughs> to get over, right? Everything. And, I mean, it's crazy. And then he mm-hmm. knows what he's walking into. He knows he's walking into, you know, a big giant yeah. play date. Um, but there's other days when he comes home and he just, he needs to have, um, I mean, I enjoy it too, but I work inside the home. So I'm, I'm constantly around my environment. Right. But like when right. he walks in, he really likes, and it's not a big deal to just, and we have baskets. So everything's just in a basket. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a simple thing that can change really like your, like you said, your peace and your heart as you walk into a space. Completely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's little things, it's quick things. Um, and sometimes I think we can get overwhelmed when, when we start thinking, how can I make my house more peaceful? How can I add, you know, a level of tidiness to my home? We can get overwhelmed thinking that we have to like go through every single drawer and every single closet. And, Mm -hmm. and really it boils down to just simple little things that make a huge impact on our spirits and, Mm -hmm. and the spirit and the feelings of those who live with us, because that's what we want to create. We want to create homes that, uh, that our family and our friends and people who walk in the door kind of go, ah, and it feels like a respite from the rest of the world that is coming at them all the time. Yeah. No, I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Um, you know, my son, every once in a while, I'll be like, mom, the kitchen's just a mess. Do you think we can just clean it up? Like I'm feeling unsettled. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So you're trying yeah. to tell me that I need to clean up. That's huge. Um, yeah. And you're, and you're thinking, oh, yay. That means that someday when you're an adult, hopefully some yeah. of this stuff will stay with you. <laughs> yeah. Your roommates won't, you know, kick you out. Exactly. <laughs> um, so you've seen a difference in your family and your children and even in your guests when your home is tidy. Yeah. I just, I believe that people feel calm in their spirits when Mm -hmm. things are orderly. Our Mm -hmm. God created order in the world Mm -hmm. and, and, and he's, I think you can be creative and, and have flow and 
beauty and, and all those things, but they all fit within an order. And I think that, um, our culture tends to swing on these pendulums. And Mm -hmm. I think that what's happened is, you know, it used to be the pendulum swung so far to the side of like June Cleaver and, you know, uh, we wore, everybody wore pearls while they cleaned the house. And, you know, I don't even, I can't even imagine what that would be like, but, um, you know, heels and all that kind of stuff. And then I think what's happened is the pendulum has swung really far in the opposite Mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. And we've actually started praising people for having homes that were messy and chaotic and disordered. We've started saying that that's actually the standard. Mm-hmm. And I don't ascribe to that. And I mm-hmm. think we've started saying, oh, well, the good moms, the good wives are ones that just let everything go because yeah. that means their families are really having fun and thriving. And I don't actually believe that. Yeah. I think that there's a happy medium in there. And I think that when we have um, a foundation of peace and order, we can handle the roller coasters and the ups and downs of life and the busy schedules because the foundation is, is peaceful. Yeah. So, and I just think we all thrive better in, yeah. in those environments. I would agree. I mean, I feel like when I go to somebody's house and I actually have a place to sit and it's, not, yeah. you know, <laughs> I feel welcomed, you know, as yeah, you were talking, exactly. I was thinking of, um, when I, you know, when I was young and single, I remember going on a date and a boy had picked me up. And when I went to go get in my side of the car, it was all this stuff was in the seat. <laughs> and like, he was just like shoving it off. And oh, I was like, oh, no. this date's not going to go well. Yeah, you're like, like, nope, we're not getting married. <laughs> like, he, yeah, exactly. He didn't even take the time. Like, it, not to mention he didn't even open my door, which I was really Oh, well, that was a I, deal breaker. He literally right was just reaching over the seat to throw everything on the ground so I could get in. And I'm like, yeah. And it's not, yeah. it's not about the mess. It's about the preparation for me. It's about the the welcome, you know, just having a place to sit welcomes me as opposed to exactly. We haven't thought once about your comfort. Exactly. Exactly. That's so true. That's the perfect example. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the things that you've um, personally had to let go of to have a peaceful home? Yeah. So I, um, so I tend to err on the side of, you know, my default personality traits are you know, to be more of a perfectionist, more of, you know, having to have everything all orderly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, kids will knock you down in that kind of, I mean, they literally highlight all of your things that you have issues yeah, with. Totally. <laughs> like nothing else. I feel like kids shine a giant magnifying glass on all of your stuff that you've never resolved. <laughs> yeah. And so I really learned and um, I had to let go of my kids rooms. Um, and that doesn't mean that I've just let them become like absolute pigsties. Like we mm-hmm. don't eat in bedrooms and things like that, but, um, I, those are their spaces and that's where they thrive in being creative. My daughter is very artistic. And so, um, she loves to put things on the walls and stick little drawings on her mirrors and that's her zone. And so I have had to let go of needing to micromanage their rooms and let those be their spaces to do what they want. My son is a techie guy. So he has really old, you know, computer parts and, and motherboards and circuits and Mm -hmm. all this crazy stuff. And he loves to tinker in there. And, and so when I walk in, I see cords and, you know, 
screens and monitors and all this that aren't even connected. Like we don't have computers and internet and yeah. rooms, but he just has old stuff that he's hooking up and putting together and taking apart. And so I see all of that, but he sees stuff that's filling his spirit mm-hmm. when he walks in there. So I've really had to just let go of, you know, those spaces mm-hmm. and let them have the peace and freedom of having a someplace to retreat to mm-hmm. that feeds their souls. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely oh, been something that's I've great. had to release. <laughs> yeah. Especially as the kids get older and they really sort of have a thing and, and they're yes. figuring out what works for them. And I've, I've mm-hmm. seen like even my daughter go through stages where she had to have her room perfect and now mm-hmm. she doesn't. And she keeps yeah. things out and she puts certain things away. And I've, I've mm-hmm. you know, been giving them freedom to do that. Um, she's, she'll, well, she's only a sophomore, but she'll be going away soon. And so I always say like, you know, you are going to have a roommate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point in life, you're yes. going to have somebody so with you. I, so I you don't need, need yes. I don't need to have my parents, my, my parents, my kids leave my home with perfect rooms, but I do need them right. to understand that there, there will be a season where they're sharing space and the patterns they create now will help them Completely. later on when they are sharing and, the space with other people. And that just goes back to like, I think we do <laughs> our children a disservice when we totally embrace this ideology of having house like that. Our houses are more fun and relaxed and whatever, when we just kind of just let everything go. Mm-hmm. So that's where it comes back to having that pendulum when mm-hmm. pendulums swing back and forth, they're always yeah. trying to reach back to a middle point. That's yeah. what pendulums do. And I think that's where like, it's on us to help our families create that balance and find mm-hmm. where that middle point is, mm-hmm. um, not going too far one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, have your kids had had any input into your common spaces? Like what goes on there? Like um, have either how they're bit. decorated or how they're organized or like, What's so there? my 15 year old thinks that our house is too, um, like he's very, wants our house to be completely modern. And I'm like, well, you're living in the wrong house, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, not like huge input, but uh-huh. they, you know, my daughter loves like for the holidays and things like that to decorate and help me put things up seasonally. Mm-hmm. And so that's really a fun thing that she's kind of jumped on board with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's mostly about comfort, I think with kids. So, yeah. um, they definitely have had an opinion about like comfortable chairs, a comfortable couch, like just that there are spaces where, um, things aren't too precious that we can't like just plunk down on and put mm-hmm. our feet up. But mm-hmm. I think you can have a home that's pretty and still comfortable at the same time. Um, and so like we have slip covered couches because then we can just, kids can do whatever. And I mean, I have teenage boys at our house a lot. And so I need to be able to take those covers off and throw them in the wash and not have it be a big deal. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. So what's one practical step that you can share with our listeners who don't feel like they have peace in their home right now because of clutter? So the first thing I would say is, um, to look at your heart and kind of address maybe what's going on in your heart and um, what, how you've contributed good and bad to your home being more peaceful. Um, And so I think that's critical um, to, you know, starting this process of having a home that is filled with peace. Um, And a really simple, practical thing that I like to say is that our eyes, as they're scanning a room, need a place to rest. 
And so I really believe in finding a space in your home that you decide what you're going to fight for. And that's going to be a place for your eyes to just rest. So that could be a counter, that could be a table, um, it could be a little side table, and that is a space that you've said, nobody's going to plunk their stuff down here. This is going to be a place that, you know, maybe you decide this is going to be the one little area of our house that we decorate seasonally. And, you know, we put, mm -hmm. a, you know, a nest out for Easter time, or we, you know, put a little hot cocoa bar um, at, during the winter time, whatever, but that you pick something that you say, this is going to be my thing that I fight for and that I'm going to make this a place where as my eyes are scanning the room, that they're scanning and not just seeing mess after mess after mess after mess, mm -hmm. you know, that there's having a place to pause and go, ah, cause I think that it registers in our spirits when we mm -hmm. have that and we, our spirits feel peaceful too. And yeah. so I just encourage people pick one little spot to start out. Um, and and, and really fight for that spot. Like mm -hmm. if you have pretty things out on a table, odds are your family's not gonna be able to squeeze a backpack in there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, they might try, but um, you know, just kind of have some of those areas that you say, this is going to be the thing that I fight for. And that yeah. is far less of an intimidating step to take than saying, go clean out all your closets. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a really simple, easy thing to do. Mm -hmm. that will like instantly within minutes make you feel peaceful inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that that probably has a potential to have a ripple effect too. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that once you do that, you realize like, oh, I really like how this feels. And so I'm going to maybe pick some spots in every room or pick a couple spots mm -hmm. in the room. And mm -hmm. um, I do think it kind of has an overflow um, effect. So, mm -hmm. yeah. All right. So as we wrap up, why don't you tell me a little bit about your blog, your Instagram, and what we'll find if we head over there? Sure. So um, my blog is called At the Picket Fence. And um, really, it's just a place for women in all ages and stages and seasons of life to um, come together. And on any given day, you'll find stories of faith and family, um, recipes, crafts, um, simple home decor. And really, um, my goal and my, my desire and passion is for women to create those peaceful havens for their families. There's a lot coming at us in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And more than ever, I think we need our homes to be those places where our families come and we come, whether we live alone or with other people that we can come and they can be that refuge. And so, um, yeah, so that's that's really the message. It's that combination of heart and home. And um, I have a, a book that was released in 2016. I had the amazing opportunity to um, be traditionally published and that was really exciting. And it's called Life in Season and it goes through the seasons of the year. And each season has 10 short story devotionals um, and then five home related, really simple projects that go with the season as well. Okay. And then right now, right now, what I've actually done is for anybody who wants to come over and get some really quick, simple ideas that they can do today to make their home feel peaceful today, I have created a beautiful um, PDF that if you take a simple quiz to find out how peaceful is your home right now, you can take a simple quiz to find out how peaceful your home is and sign up and you will get this beautiful um, downloadable PDF that six ways to have a peaceful home now. And um, 
so it's something that you can just implement right away and start that, that experience. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 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 All right. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. It was my pleasure to be here. Vanessa's Six Ways to a More Peaceful Home is available as a download for free on her website, www.thepicketfence.com. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram as at the Picket Fence. We'll link to all of this in the show notes. The Family Culture Project has a great website, but do you know what's an even better one? My wife's. She's been at this blogging thing for a while now, and she has a lot of smart things to say about faith, family, and community. Aw, thanks, babe. When you're done listening to this episode, head over to KimberlyAmici.com and see what I'm talking about. And don't forget, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. Hey, that's my line. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.